When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Mella, here with... Josh. Lacey. And Rashawn. Before we get started, I'm going to ask really nicely. <laughs> Leave us a review, a little five-star review or whatever. You could buy us a coffee. Ooh. You can feed you can feed my addiction by me a coffee.com backslash WCA. What's up everyone? What have we been watching? Rashawn and I had a little boys' night out. Mm. Y'all sure did. A very went, late one. Yeah, went with her good friend Lyndon and went and saw Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, no spoilers, but it's great. <laughs> my review is that I uh, would follow Winston Duke into the gates of hell. If he asked me to. And I've been parroting his lines to myself since we watched it. Um, editing Rashawn, play the clip where Mbaku says Kukulkan. He's been saying it all week. <laughs> His people did not call him General or King. They called him Kukulkan. The Feather Serpent God. He's the best. I love Winston Duke so much. Did you like the movie, Rashawn? I, I did. I, I liked it a lot. I know that I've given the MCU a hard time, especially Phase 4. But, I mean, this was the, this is understandably an exception, both for what's in the movie and what happened around the movie. Besides that, though, I, I think it it's one of the few, if not the only, superhero movie that is completely led by Black women. And that is just i mean the grief was present obviously they have a lot to deal with in the story and with you know the production but once that is dealt with and handled really well the forefront of the movie is is, all the characters are, are black women you know pushing the narrative forward and i don't know the last time i saw that in a superhero movie you know we just saw the women king obviously but Angela Bassett, man. She's Marion Joseph. Bassett there is, is uh, incredible. There is one superhero property that's led by a single black woman, not black women. That is what, Mel? The Watchmen. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. It's been, yes. what, three years? Hmm? Two and a half, three years? It's my favorite, honestly. I can't <laughs> get enough. It I, too, be- can't stop quoting it. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Wakanda Forever was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's a it's a heavy movie. It's heavier than, you know, a normal blockbuster superhero movie would be. But um, uh, Tenoch Huerta, who plays Namor, is is brilliant. And uh, it's just a really unique movie. But it also has to be a Marvel movie at the end of the day. So Mm -hmm. there are some things that I didn't love, but. Overall, I came away. I cried like five times in the theater. So I would I would venture to say the best Marvel villain, maybe ever. Sorry, he's a great villain. Yeah, 
What about you, ladies? Ooh, um, I finally watched Don't Worry, Darling, since it's oh. on HBO. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? I never just... talked about this, huh? No, we didn't. I don't, not really. I know you guys saw it, and you... I don't know how you felt. I can only infer how you felt. I, I um, remember. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> they said they didn't think it was as bad as everyone was saying it was. Ah, this is in the thread. Yes. Okay. We didn't yeah. talk about it on the not on, on the Mike. pod. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Like an elephant. Okay, Josh. Would you like to keep talking about Black Panther? Because you don't seem done. <laughs> you want some peanuts? Huh. I was just really bummed because I didn't think it was as bad as people said it was, but. There were so many breadcrumbs and so many elements were present in it to make a good movie. And I just don't feel like it executed the gut punch it intended to. I feel like there were a lot of missed opportunities as far as plot and I I don't know, the pacing was kind of weird. Florence Pugh is the fucking genius. I just love her and I think she did so well in it I did not think Harry Styles was as bad as everyone said he was Me either yeah it wasn't bad but I'm like bummed that it wasn't better because it had the potential to be a very very cool movie I do think Olivia Wilde is a very talented director she did book smart that it. was one of my favorite movies I definitely am not writing her off after this mm-hmm. one but it just didn't do what was promised i feel yeah i agree did y'all finish love is blind oh, yes girl we <laughs> did <laughs> so fast so fast i had to know um yes we <laughs> went to that reunion straight after the last episode and Ooh. we don't have to get super into it but wow it for wow. a while we were watching it, and I felt like we were both kind of getting a little bored. Okay, classic reunion. And then that little cuties add-on at the end, it it was everything. I don't know. Like, I miss it. I miss the love is blind in my life. Like, I just felt like yeah. I was so attached, and now it's gone, and I'm like, where's season four at or what? <laughs> <laughs> Rashawn, do you want to add anything? Um, I don't miss it because it's like a trifle. Like I'm good, I'm past it. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, it yeah, was good. it mm-hmm. was good. satisfying. Yeah, and then the minute the credits hit, I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's good while it lasts. You know, it's like a a nice plate of chili cheese fries. Like, yeah. Mm. If you wait too long, on a chili Oof. cheese fries. The Bad. cheese solidifies a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't it's take like my half pill. warm, baby. <laughs> I didn't Bad. make it past episode three the last Damn. time we checked in. Well, I didn't make it. I got started on my um, holiday watching. And I watched. <laughs> I saw your letterbox. <laughs> I, I, I started the Lindsay Lohan Renaissance with Falling for Christmas. You know. We know what we're going to get with those movies. We do. Like, no one sees that 
poster or reads the plot or doesn't read the plot. Just that you know what you're going to get out of a holiday movie. It's a Hallmark. It's a Lifetime. It's a Netflix holiday movie. It's that same vibe. You can literally have it on and not even listen to the dialogue and you can guess what happens. Yeah. I'll say I'm really happy that she's back doing her thing. She looked like really, I don't know, healthy, happy to be there. Yeah. She was doing the classic Lindsay Lohan kind of like slapsticky humor. I saw it pretty much twice. So I feel like I got good. <laughs> what do you mean? I started it and then my friend hadn't seen it. So I was like, I right, go put it on. And I just like watched <laughs> it with her. Tell her to go home and watch it. I was at her home. So All right, I'll see you. <laughs> it's fine. It's again. It was like mindless. It was. It was. But the bodyguard's not good, right? <laughs> I'm not. Sitting here I, I'm saying, not letting go. I am not saying this is good. I'm you saying it, it is twice <laughs> because I wanted my friend to experience it, so we can talk about it. We're gonna have to. You and me gonna have to restart in 2023 because I'm. <laughs> Finished with you. Mm-hmm. When you said you had just gotten started on your holiday watching, I thought you were gonna say you had just gotten started on your New Year's resolution. <laughs> well, I did rewatch Black Swan. One Yay. down. Twenty twenty three is gonna be good for Josh and Mel. <laughs> where are you at? Where are you at on the pirates or Star Wars movies? Me? Yes. Oh, oh, because. No. Oh, wait, I'm no, not... not pirates. Pirates. Yeah, I was like, pirates. I, th- I thought Keira Knightley was part of it. No. Um, Kate. Kate, yeah. Uh, Star Wars, I seen the one we did for the pod, who, which she's not in. Correct, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I admitted that that was a crazy New Year's resolution to make. Yeah, it was. Why Listen. did y'all let me finish that sentence is what I'm... I'm blaming y'all. I we warned am... you in the moment. We were like, this is crazy. Don't do it. <laughs> what, Lacey? No, it's good. It's good. I'm, I'm just like really happy with the one that I made because I'm at the point now where I don't even really want to rewatch anything unless it's like holiday themed. I'm seeking out new things. Yeah, because you're smart. Not, her being not out of requirement, but out of desire. Versus me and Mel. I know we're like, yeah, let's make this fucking stupid ass resolution and finish it when we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, what are we fighting about today? Mella. Lace. Today, we are talking about Tu Wong Fu. Give it to him, guys. Yes. Meet Vita Boem. Enchanté. Why are you crying? Maybe she just found out Menudo broke up. Miss Noxima Jackson. Jesse's daughter. And their protege, Chichi Rodriguez. I'm the Latino Marilyn Monroe. I got more legs than a bucket of chicken. They were headed for Hollywood. Think of it as Easy Rider in dresses. On a sacred mission. Must take this message from Miss Newmar with us across the land. But along the way, they had an unexpected stop. You know what you career girls want? Careers? Oh, Daddy, some sugar. Please, no. No. Ah! No, I can't believe 
This episode is actually a listener episode from our good pal Leslie and my good pal Walter, who have asked us a couple of times to do this episode. And I kind of already had this in my mind to do it, so it, it all worked out. Um, so let's get into it. Tu Wang Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, is a 1995 comedy directed by Bibin Kedron. It stars Wesley Snipes, Patrick Swayze, and John Leguizamo. Three New York City drag queens embark on a journey cross-country to Hollywood, and in doing so, their car breaks down in a small Midwestern town for the weekend. While waiting for car parts, the trio shows the town locals that appearing different doesn't mean that they don't have humanity in common. Aww. <laughs> Tu Wang Fu. I watched this, I can happily say, in like 1995. My mom probably rented this from Blockbuster because of the three leads. She threw it in and I remember being mesmerized by this cast. I had obviously no idea what a drag queen was even what a gay man was, nothing of the culture. I've seen this movie so much, I was like, oh, I can put it on while I'm cooking. And as soon as Patrick Swayze's sitting down, starting to put on his makeup, I'm, I saw myself just gazing at the TV and my fucking <laughs> water boiling over in the back. And I was like, oh my God, I need to concentrate. It's the same feeling I had as a kid watching this, where I was just like, oh my God, these men are so beautiful. <laughs> and they are so fucking good. The performances to me are out of this world. I remember not, again, not knowing what a drag queen was, but also not understanding that John Leguizamo was a man. For the longest time as a kid, it was like, okay, so now I get that that's Patrick Swayze and that's Wesley Snipes, and then they're just using a girl because... That's just like how it is. I thought that for the longest time. I also didn't know who John Leguizamo was. So I was like, yeah, I mean, that's just like, it's just a movie thing. And then I was like, oh my, as I grew up and like watched it again, obviously I'm like, oh my God, he's just that fucking good. And I feel like I can say that about all three of them. Also, Stalker Channing is in it. Hi, Riz. Love you. <laughs> but uh yeah i love this movie and it's such a feel good movie but let's hear what you guys have to think um josh i was very surprised at your letterbox review so let's start with you i didn't say anything you didn't but you did i put it in it. there five minutes before we started recording get off letterbox i saw it <laughs> i had to check what i watched last okay this was actually my first time seeing this movie. I thought I saw it. Mm -hmm. I fucking love this movie. This was a delight Yay. to watch. Um, I'm sure there can be discussions about three straight leads, three hetero leads, but as a movie, I, I enjoyed truly every second of it. Yay! Okay. Wesley um, Snipes is hot as hell. What's going on there? I mean, goddamn. <laughs> Uh, Rashani? Hey, Leslie. 
I feel this offensiveness. <laughs> um, I love you so much. I like don't love this movie. It's very important to me in, in that it was part of my upbringing and, and like cultivating my identity. This was also the first time I had seen drag queens on screen. This is the first time I saw RuPaul, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. I knew Wesley Snipes as a kid from, you know, New Jack City and White Man Can't Jump. And then to see him play Nagazima, I was just like, what? Like, yeah. people can do this? Also, as actors, like, people can do this? Um, and I think before I even knew my own self fully and my own identity, I just, like, bonded to this movie. I'll echo everything you both said and that the three lead performances are incredible. I think John Leguizamo, we can have a write-in and take away you-know-who's Oscar for The Usual Suspects and just give it to John Leguizamo. <laughs> Real <laughs> shit, dude. Oh my God. Um, he is so... I mean, all three of them are just so, so, so committed and, and that's, to me, that's the only reason the movie works. I think mm-hmm. it is kind of on the same plane as The Blind Side to me, where it's just, like, very safe and Mm -hmm. and i think when dealing with homosexuality or or sex in general and and identity and something as as bold and brash as as gay culture and drag culture it's it's pretty safe yeah but the saving grace of the movie are the three leads and the three characters that they're playing and the message that the movie is trying to get to douglas carter bean is such a acid-tongued playwright so mm-hmm. to see a movie like this is is like douglas carter bean who did the little dog laughed it was the first show that i saw on broadway men oh. were naked it was crazy hey, yo but yeah it was it was important to me you know it, it's it's very much pointed so this had to be you know watered down a little bit for the masses but i love that it's you know this huge cult classic that is still talked about to this day because I'm, I'm a fan. Okay. Lacey? This feels like a first watch to me because like I know I grew up watching this movie. Like I remember bits and pieces but I haven't watched it in probably 20 years. So this felt like a first watch to me. Um, I was chatting with my mom earlier today and I told her we were going to be recording and we were going to be recording this. My mom does not like our podcast because she doesn't like that we're fighting with each other. She's like, I can't listen to this and relax and enjoy. I just can't. I'm sorry. You're all angry. (laughs) Um, But she gets mad then when I tell her about the movies we're bringing on. And I told her we were going to be talking about Tu Wong Fu. And she goes, what? How can anybody not like Tu Wong Fu? How can anybody not enjoy that movie? How are you going to fight about it? And guess what, Mel? We're not going to be fighting about it. Today. Yeah! What a um, fucking victory. We got a four for yeah. mostly four, I think, Rashawn. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this movie is precious. I yes. think it's it's delightful. I think it's sweet. I think it handles all of its subject matter carefully but also with genuine there's a lot of love in and behind this movie it feels Mm -hmm. like to me and it just seeps through especially like you've all said with our three leading 
actors. Anybody else in those roles, it would have been a very different movie. They're played with such sincerity and such depth and such commitment that it, it seeps through the whole film. I, I just, it quickly jumped to, oh, this is like one of the all-time good time movies. Yeah, like you know? feel good. Yeah. On a list of feel good movies, I feel like it would be on He is a drag queen. Thank you. And when a tired little Latin boy puts on a dress, he is simply a boy in a dress. <laughs> I'm just a boy in a dress. Definitely. Okay, okay, that's it, that does it. I'm the What do you care? Yes, you will start off a mere boy in a dress. But by the time we are done with this crusade, your Auntie Vita and your Auntie Noxie will give you the outrageous outlook and indomitable spirit that it will take to make you a full-fledged drag because queen. Because Rashawn said it and you said it about, like, if anyone else played these roles, it would be a different movie. And I was reading that, like, Mel Gibson and... Oh, what's his name? The guy There's from, a couple people. The guy Batman. from Batman who plays the cop, the lieutenant. Come on, Gary Josh. Oldman. Gary Oldman. <laughs> lieutenant? <laughs> lieutenant Dan. He is a lieutenant in the Dark Knight. Isn't before he? Before he gets, he gets promoted. You think that's what she meant? Yes. Yes. Yes, I yes I did. What was his last name? Lieutenant. Yeah. Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> the way that you are actually so close. What is it? Gordon. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman and Mel Gibson and there was a couple other guys that they had and I was trying to picture that not that Gary Oldman is a bad actor and Mel Gibson whatever but Wesley John and Patrick which I guess I'm just echoing what Lacey said there was no sense of like we're gonna make fun of or we're going to pretend like it just seemed like these characters like were or these actors like truly living breathing these parts an actor that maybe isn't as good it would have been kind of put on and it would have it could have been like really i don't know sour in a sense i think rashawn i think you're completely accurate that it is a it is a safe story to tell and it's told very safely. But I also think there is an amount of courage seems like the wrong word, but a, 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 a really strong conviction to make this movie and to be a part of this movie in 1995. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, obviously now we have way more things available to us that are insanely more accurate to the queer life. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not to belabor the point, but I think, yeah, everything is handled with care, even outside of the three lead storylines from the domestic abuse storyline to even the stuttering shop owner. Everything mm-hmm. was just handled very delicately. And I think it, with a lot of love. Yeah. Cause this movie is only PG 13. I don't know why I thought it would be R 
but I think that was just me being like, oh, well, it has to do with like, you know, there's they're in a nightclub with drag queens. So that's not always like the most PG-13 and thing. So I was like, oh, it has to be art. And then as I'm watching, I'm like, well, I did watch it as a kid, which isn't saying like mm-hmm. a lot, but I'm watching it now and I'm like, yeah, like if I had this on and my nephew came in, I wouldn't be like, oh, no, you need to go to your room. This is for grown up. It seemed fine. I mean, when, didn't you just show your nephew something insane and out of pocket? Yeah. He was, he was like he was six. six. What'd you show him? Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I personally don't see anything wrong with that, but he's not my son. I mean, he was, uh, what's his face from Texas Chainsaw Massacre for Halloween? He's, he's fine. leather face? Yeah. Yes. He so he's seen he's seen Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. No, that's crazy. That's <laughs> I know. crazy. I know. He's like, it's not even that scary. So that's why I'm like, the the temperature in my family is a little different when it comes hey, to movies. Hey, but... what's your nephew's parent name? Julian. Julian. Uh huh. Julian. Watch out, what a, man. What a weird way to say brother. I wasn't sure if it was her brother or sister. <laughs> I, I was know. like confused. I was like, um. um. Julian, watch out, man. No, He's I not- turned out moderately what? fine. Right, okay. Are you watching Texas Chainsaw? I, that's crazy. <laughs> I was like 12. Um, I think... Uh, all right, here we go. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, two things. Lacey's face. <laughs> i know i'm consistently on our shit list i think that they settle into the roles nicely i think that a lot of the scenes at the ball in the beginning are a little playing at and and maybe i'm projecting onto my experiences as a young kid and kind of being made fun of for talking a certain way or walking a certain way and seeing straight people mocking that mm-hmm. so the beginning of the movie always has kind of rubbed me the wrong way but i know where the movie's headed and i know the performances you know settle into it nicely but for a while it, it kind of feels like playing at gay which is a whole conversation to be had for a different episode about straight actors playing gay i, I think it gets better mm-hmm. but in the beginning especially with having something like pose which just mm-hmm. does ball culture so amazingly well. And those are queer actors. I'm not saying you have to be queer to authentically play a queer character, but it it rings like a little false in the beginning for me when they're strutting. I'm not gonna yeah, I'm not gonna disagree with you on that one. That was, I mean, that's where that's their the weakest link, I think, of their performances is the performance aspect. Yeah. Again, yeah, I can't deny that either. And I think that's just because they are the only straight men in the room versus, and then like they're in literally a room full of like drag queens that have been around during ball culture. And so they stick out like a sore thumb. (laughs) And it's also because we're like directly looking at them that it's like the other queens are like so much, like obviously seasoned and this is their actual life. And then we have like, Big ass Wesley Snipes right there, you know. Yeah, and I mean, and, and size doesn't. Ma- not saying that's what you were saying, but size yeah. doesn't matter. Like his, he fellow? could have, he could be a muscle queen, <laughs> you know, and still 
serve for the girls, you know. What right, I mean? right. But that's why. That's why I want. Like Gary Oldman, are you sure you got offered? Right, like, like I it, can't. It, it, it feels like a big chunk. I think of Gary the, Oldman will kill it. I just want to say. I that. think so too. He Big would, <laughs> but a, a a big part of the Vita like subplot. He's big. Patrick Swayze's a big dude. He's built. So like, I don't but see I, that. I think. I think the part. men next to Stockard, he would still look like a a larger person. Yeah, I just have mean, you, you know, seen Bram Stoker's Dracula? I mean, Dracula. him kicking the shit out of Virgil. That scene. I guess I don't know. Joke. A part of it is that yeah, like oh, he works out. He works out. Like he's supposed to be like right. If she buff. when they said that, I was like, okay, believable. Gary Oldman's a little dude. That's all I'm saying. The, Patrick Swayze was in Dirty Dancing. Like he lifted her up. Jennifer I know, but he does, he's not he's not the rock. He's you know cut, what I mean? Though. Like he's cut. But he's also a man in heels and right. a dress. You know, like he's gonna look bigger. Even Gary Oldman. What how tall is Gary Oldman? Beat the brakes off Gary Oldman. I can't, I can't believe you're saying this right now. I can't picture Gary Oldman like a young young guy. Gary Oldman is youngest he's ever been is uh forty eight years old in my <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's why I'm like, even when he no. was, um, like anytime I try to picture something just, just stops. Like serious black, like he was young in that. And I, like, he's still 48. Like he's They're still the same just... height. And tell me you haven't seen, this is how I know you haven't done your fucking New Year's resolution. Cause you haven't watched Leon, the professional. Is, I know, bitch. I said I haven't. I wasn't he is lying. intimidating as fuck in that movie. That's such a good movie, Rashad. But they're only, they're only separated by an inch. Five nine, five ten. So and like, matters. huh? He, Patrick. I'll say. I know. I know he was in heels, but Patrick Swayze plays taller. Does that make sense? Yeah. He's also he's a dancer, so he can kind of feel it in his body. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Wesley Snipes. Dude. What can I say? She's had a difficult life. What did you say your name was? Your name? Tommy. 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 Well, Tommy. This is Miss Fida and Miss Clara. And this is Miss Katina and Miss Myrna. Miss Loretta and of course Miss Little Bobby Lee. Now Tommy, when you encounter such gorgeous ladies, the correct way to greet them is to say, good afternoon, ladies. Can you say that, Tommy? Good afternoon, ladies. Unless of course it's the evening and then you say what? Good evening, ladies. Now, go home, take a bath, comb your hair, and please put on a clean shirt when you step outside your door. It's an affront to the very delicacy of my nature. And then while we're on the subject of beating up the husband, a little bit, a lot of this movie is just kind of corny, and that's fine. I don't begrudge it. I could do without the spousal abuse plotline. Like, it just doesn't fit in this and it i don't think it's handled well i think it's handled very it's giving me for tv it's giving (laughs) tgif and i don't (laughs) i don't hate it because i again i think patrick swayze and stalker channing sell the fuck out of it Mm -hmm. i think it's simply that it is as safe as it can get for domestic abuse that's really it I agree. It's like either do it or don't do it, but it they want to do it, so it just has to kind of be like domestic abuse light, you know? Like we're gonna see it happen. It's gonna be like a really 
small shitty reason to make him angry. We're going to see it once, twice, and then the leads of our show are going to take it down. That's really it to, like, make it be a plot point. I think if we were seeing it made now, I think if it had had a bit more confidence in itself back then, and if we were seeing it made now, Stockard Channing's character would have just been a little bit reluctant (laughs) or, like, a little aloof or kind of maybe left out by the town. She would have been on the outskirts, and their friendship would have blossomed despite the right. the abuse mm-hmm. um, without it even it just would have been a relationship between two people yeah I think on a rewatch I might think differently I, I had no issue with it I think when Virgil was in Virgil's lines yeah that was giving lifetime but as a whole <laughs> I didn't mind it and I think it was because of Stockard Channing's performance and I think she sold it and the, the arc that they gave her and that she the place that she ended up in i really really enjoyed but i think on a rewatch i might feel differently knowing what's coming and how it resolves and the lines that are going to be said but i thought it was nice i would take that out and add more beatrice and virgil more what beatrice is virgil virgil's Virgil's her husband oh not virgil billy no, no. Bonnie, uh, right? Bonnie MLK, Bonnie. babe. Jimmy Joe. <laughs> Jimmy Joe. Yeah, that I wanted more of that. Maxima? But I mean, what else do you need? No, Jimmy, get it? Jimmy Joe, the, own, the restaurant. The owner of the cafe. Yeah. Oh. No, I don't. I don't like need more. Like I don't think like it was like lacking anything. But I just, I think it is just so sweet. And it, like if it had, if we had to keep. For some reason, the runtime the same, and they were like, "What do you want to take out, and what do you want to see more of?" I would be like, "Give me more of that." That's it. Be a tight ninety. Just just chop it. Just just chop it. The one thing that I'm waffling on, if I wanted more of, I thought it was a really interesting choice to have Sheriff Dollard like a very clear uh, internal realization that he might be queer. I think that was could I think there's something there and it could be interesting. I'm kind of waffling. That's the one thing that I left still not sure of. Mm. And I think Chris Penn delivers in that little scene, that little monologue he has. But I'm still I'm still wavering. I it's interesting. I'll say that, but I'm not sure how I feel about it as a whole yet. I, Josh was very articulate and I don't want to undercut what he's saying by saying this at all. But I don't know who Chris Penn is. Jonah Hill was in this movie. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> See, every, every time he spoke. Jonah Hill? He sounds like Jonah Hill. He looks like Jonah Hill. He acts like Jonah Hill. It was okay. Jonah Hill. I know! <laughs> Sorry. She said, what she, she said what she said. Every time he spoke. Jonah Hill? I think I like forgot about that little scene at the bar where he... I just remember him being like a homophobic cop. And I guess you could say like, okay, it gives him a little depth because he's not just playing like one note the whole entire time. But I guess I also am like, 
do we need that? Does he right. need to waver with his sexuality? Does is and, this what this instance is what makes him be like, oh my god, am I gay or am I not? I don't know. It's just yeah. And there's 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 and obviously this wasn't the case in '95, but nowadays there's a, there's a dangerous rhetoric where well every homophobe has to be a closeted homosexual. Yeah. So like I don't want it to add to that, but it was an interesting character choice, especially given the geography of the movie, and that is something that could happen, but it's I, I still don't know. Look, he's a part of the best part of Footloose. Shouldn't be in this movie. Jonah Hill is in Footloose? <laughs> I know. Dude. He's he's Willard. He's let's hear it for the boy. She oh. just wanted to say Jonah Hill. She just Hill. wanted to fucking call him Jonah Hill. Yeah. Like at all? Like you don't think the sheriff plot needs to be in there at all? This movie's gonna be forty five <laughs> minutes when you're done with it. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be the short. Tightest, the tightest little one off episode. I don't know because I know it. Th- we need to have an antagonist. I just don't like the. And again, I try my damnedest never to look at movies with a twenty twenty two lens, but just like the gay panic of of or the trans panic mm-hmm. of the encounter on the road when they pull when he pulls them over. I, I don't like. I don't know. It it doesn't. It's not funny to me, and it, it's not dangerous enough to put them in a precarious position like i don't know if we ever need to see them in danger there are leads we love them we know that they're safe throughout the movie and i'm okay with that yeah all you know. needed is a, a tire being blown out and them having to take refuge in this little town for the weekend i mean if you want a danger too you could just amp up virgil's part a little more yeah I mean, that's what i was gonna say twist that to have him coming back for revenge whatever that bothered me when Patrick Swayze when Vita barely pushed him and he fell over and got knocked out fucking cold? On what? How? What happened? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> he's, what? I guess because he's he's uh strong, right? Like that's what it Yeah, yeah but... that's I mean that's playing into like he's a big guy. But he pushed him away, not like stage combat. Oh, I thought he was actually dead. And then I was like, Oh, be quiet, Chi-Chi. You're just deluding Nobody, yourself. Nobody. That's who. Not even your rich mommy and daddy. Okay. Oh, oh, I, I know what this is about. This is about jealousy. You're jealous because I'm going out with a cute boy tonight and you ain't. Hello. Goodbye. Ooh. You are deceiving that child. That boy does not know which end is up. And you know for a fact that Miss Bobby Lee is in love with him. So what? So what if she is? Maybe I want to get a little something out of this, okay? What's wrong with that? This girl is dealing with some demons over there. And I will not allow you to play games with other people. There are human rules by which we operate, sweetheart. You know, I'm just so sick and tired of this freakazoid white lady telling a black lady and the Latin lady which way is up, down, and under because she's vanilla white superior. You can laugh all you want, but I hope you pack and fix that Cadillac because I'm staying, okay? You're staying, huh? Well, all right, Miss Jennifer Holiday. You go ahead and stay. <laughs> Don't a forget little to fun write. one. Who's your oh, favorite queen? Ever or in the movie? In the movie. <laughs> I was like, Michonne, <laughs> time. <laughs> I ended the movie. John Leguizamo's Gigi is a phenomenal performance, but I think my favorite was Noxima by the end of it. Yeah. Wesley crushed it. Killed it. That's Blade to me, but man. That's Noxie now. <laughs> <laughs> Rashani? 
I can't not see him as as Nino Brown. Like that's just like in my head. But I think he's great. I think Wesley's great as Noxima. But I got I gotta go with Chi Chi. It's one of the, like supporting performances are my favorite. Mm-hmm. And when someone just like walks away with a movie, it's hard for me to not just love them. Yeah. <laughs> Everything out of out of John Lucasano's mouth is just gold. Gold. So good. Lacey? Yeah, it's it's Noxima and Chi Chi for me. I mean, Patrick Swayze was Patrick Swayze. But I really saw him in Vida throughout. Mm. But mm. there were times I really lost Wesley and Nugzima. And I, yeah. I mean, I don't think I ever saw John Linguizamo in Chi Chi. It was just the girls. Um, yes. I was just enamored with both of them. I loved both of them so much and wanted nothing more than to be in the makeover chair. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I think you put it perfectly. Like, I was just lost in it. These are ladies. I wanted to be Chi-Chi so bad. Like, I would put a towel on my head. It's a toss-up because I think for the longest time I was like, oh, Chi-Chi's like my girl. Wesley Snipes, goddamn. Even in the smallest parts where he's not speaking, there's a scene when they're all having wine after the whole Virgil incident and he's sitting on top of the counter or the stove or something. And he's just in the back, like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is so good. It's like giving auntie. And he's just like with the nails and the hair, like it was just perfection. I also feel like Wesley and Nagzima had the least to do Mm -hmm. out of the three. And with Vida, we have her whole backstory with, her family and that fear of rejection and with Chi-Chi we have that desperation for acceptance and love and Nagzima is just this Nagzima. confident like mm-hmm. sounding board for both wants of these. Wants to be a movie star. Wants to be a movie star but we didn't even really get a lot of that after mm-hmm. the road trip started. Right. So I and I really feel like I mean I love Chi-Chi <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. so much, and I loved John Leguizamo's performance, but I feel like Nogzima did just live on screen yeah. and existed and could have gotten so much more, but did everything with the very little that she was given. Right. And I feel like sometimes we didn't really get much from that character. We didn't really see, and, like, I would want to know, like, the backstory, and what was going on with her? And it's like, I we didn't need any of that. Mm-mm. And I felt like that was part of the performance. It was like, like until you were saying it right now, I was like, yeah, I guess you're, yeah. Like we didn't know like where she like hailed from or like what's going on with her fam. But none of that, I never thought of that. I was just like, you can tell that she's been a drag queen as long as she can walk in heels, you know? And like, this is her whole life. And I think even from... The very beginning after they win the the tie and she's sitting at her vanity, just her sitting there, that's her vanity. Everyone else shares the club. Everyone else shares a vanity, but that is her spot. Don't touch my shit. Just that alone, he completely sells it. Noxima was my favorite to watch, but John Leguizamo's character, I think, had the best performance. Mm -hmm. It was the moment after he was telling Bobby Ray Mm -hmm. that 
they can't be together and go to then telling Bobby Lee. It's the moment she, she I forgot what she says, but she says something sort of just into her drink. She she does and. There was like genuine heartbreak that like washed over mm-hmm. Chi Chi's face for a moment as she's looking down. And I was like, "This motherfucker can act, dude!" Holy shit. Yeah, that whole scene on the porch is so heartbreaking. I mean, it's so it's so sad at the amount of times that Chi Chi asks, you know, what if it's just one little secret? You know, just right. one little thing that I, you know. That desperation for companionship and partnership and acceptance and love and we got little uh what's his name Bobby Ray little baby mm-hmm. Bobby Ray who's never left the cornfield right. <laughs> um not getting it not getting it at all it's so sad and even like the continuation of her going into the kitchen and she tells Bobby Lee like take him girl. It's fine. I have so many lovers. I have as many broken hearts as there are lights on Broadway. Like, even though it's, like, such a sad, like, on paper, it's, like, a really sad sentence to say. John's, like, reading of it is still, like, slightly funny. Like, you can tell that he hides, or she hides behind the humor to get through life. And it's, like, just, like, a small little nugget of of a scene. But you see that. So good. He's so good. We have said nothing bad, and I'm living for it. (laughs) Many critiques, I think. He compared it to the blind side. I don't dislike the blind side. I just like, it's like the help. The guy like the help also has a (laughs) domestic abuse (laughs) plotline. Not handled the best. (laughs) But we love the help for what it is. Who's we? I, we... (laughs) Me and my person have to. <laughs> Any other things we have to say? I can't even say I just, grievances. I guess off the back of this movie, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're aware of these things. But if you love Tu Wong Fu, watch uh, the HBO series We're Here. Um, it's Eureka, oh, O'Hara, so Bob the Drag Queen, and Shangela. And they basically just do this every episode it's queer eye meets to wong fu where they just come in they make over one individual they enrich their lives they come into a town i think even the opening is them like walking into mm-hmm. kind of a to wong fu-esque mm-hmm. um, situation and then just watch paris is burning yes phenomenal documentary about ball culture about queer people about queer people of color who live in this world that the movie starts in all day, every day. And it's just one of the best document. I don't like documentaries that much, but <laughs> Paris is burning is like the cream of the crop. And um, those two things really inform this. There's so many drag Queens in the beginning of this lady bunny, Coco Peru. They're just all there. And I'm so happy that now things are starting to be more visible and um, accessible. So, Mm-hmm. On that happy note, who wants to play a game? Me. I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing game. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. Riddle me that. We are 
getting makeovers. Oh, oh shit. shit. Okay. Well, she's like, we check aren't. your mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm giving makeovers. I was inspired by our three leads, and I've, I've I'm in the process of giving a few people that we know some makeovers. We have seen these people in movies, and I'm going to give you a few items I've used in the makeover. I want you to tell me what movie they're from and what their name is, their character name. Easy? Yeah. You get it? Okay, so I'm going to read you my final touches. Whoever can guess the movie and the character names. A point for the movie, a point for the character name. Are we ready? So our first makeover is wearing a leather jacket, black spandex, and a cigarette. Ding, 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 ding. Reveal. Damn it. Come on. Come it was, on. It was lacy. She cheated. So are we are we doing it or okay, not? Okay, okay. Josh. It was Josh. It was Josh. That's Sandy from Greece. This is the worst day of my life. <laughs> not yet. Yes. That is Sandy Olsen from not Greece. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> What's that mean? I don't know. Damn. She hasn't lost yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> she made it sound way more obvious. <laughs> You did. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. All right, Josh, you are in the lead by two. Congrats. That is Sandy. Our next girly is wearing a tiara, a navy blue plaid skirt, and a Walkman. Reveal. Ding, 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 ding. Wait, uh, Rashani. I jumped the gun. Give it to me. No, you got it. You guys are being nice. Uh... Uh, it's the Princess Diaries. Her name is <laughs> Mia. Yes, Lacey. Do you want a point? Do you know her last name? No, I do. Princess of because you just looked it up. No. What? When would I? What? How do you know her last name? Are I you do. making a joke? No, I know her last name. What is it? James. No, that is not her last name. I hate you. <laughs> All right, Worst here we go. Day of my life. We got, hey, not yet, not yet. <laughs> In a fun way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to torture you later, parentheses, but fun. All right, here we go. They're all easy, so y'all need to be just, come on. The third girly, we have a Diet Coke roller set. Kool-Aid hair dye, and a Bunzo steel workout tape. Josh, I saw your hands. I regretted it immediately because I thought it was grease, and then I realized you just did grease. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Rashawn? Is it Drop Dead Gorgeous? It is not. Mm. That was my guess, too. Anyone want to guess? Mm. No. Do we want a hint? Sure. This actor was in Drop Dead Gorgeous. No? Go, going through the cast list. Yeah. <laughs> I know. This is Ty from Clueless. Yes. Who's that? That's Brittany Murphy. Love they, that. like, roll her hair with that Coke. They, the um, Kool-Aid? 
Yeah, her like hair is red from Kool Aid, and that's right. They are working out with blends of steel. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. All right. So no one got that one. <laughs> okay. Our next girly. She has had her hair dyed platinum. She has a whole new purple wardrobe and a completely new name to match that wardrobe. Rashawn? Um, this is Jawbreaker? Yes. Violet? Yes. That's, That's it. it right? Yeah, her, her, her original name was Fern, Fern Mayo. Mayo. Yes. Yeah. What is that? I fucking love Jawbreaker that movie. Jawbreaker is the shirt. I haven't seen it in years. Me either. It's sitting over there. Jawbreaker. Yeah, I've never even. Oh my god! Bring it to the pod. Okay, I haven't seen I, I it. I need to like see the fuck it. out of that. All right. You've never seen it? No, no. I need to like see it again oh. with like, I guess a critical eye. I don't. It's know. a Lashawn team up. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's I'm do bad. it. I fucking love that movie. All right, we have Rashawn with four, Josh with two, and Lacey with. Uh, I told you, worst day of my life. Keep going. Our next girl, she is wearing a periwinkle blue freakum dress. She got her handcuffs and world peace. Rishon. This is, uh, what is her name? Miss Congeniality. Yes. Uh, 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 wow. Anyone else can ring in? I hear it. Hold on. I hear it. Miss New Jersey. Agent. Fuck. Not. That's embarrassing. Her name is Gracie Hart. I said Hart. Agent Hart. Okay, our next girly. She is wearing a cerulean blue sweater, Chanel boots, Jimmy Choo's, and definitely no florals for spring. Rashawn? Who is Andrea? Yes. From, from the Devil Wears Prada. Andy Sachs? God damn. The way I was ready to say legally blonde. <laughs> <laughs> you were confident too. You're like, oh, I, I got it if you know. That's Woods, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the last one. Lacey, come on. You got just to be on the board. Just like let it go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> This person is wearing white gold hoop earrings. Relax. Let me fucking finish. (laughs) Come on. How boss would it be? I know that. I know that that, though. Let's see if he's got it. Yeah. What is it, Rashawn? Gretchen Wieners. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. it's It's not her. She does not get the makeover. But she did own those in the movie. But she's not getting the makeover. So he's wrong. Well, she says she says that she got him because she, keep, keep, Katie wrong, doesn't keep, get them. He's he's wrong. Keep going. Damien's pink shirt and army pants and flip flops. You didn't wait. We didn't have to. It doesn't anymore. matter. Just take it. And you go because I'm now. I I'm don't nervous. want it. That one. That one did not follow the rules of all the other clues. Now I'm nervous if it's Katie or the other one. Is it Katie? It is the person getting the makeover in the movie. That is the rules. But you've been naming all the stuff that that person wears. This one? This one was the is... final, like, a little free-for-all. Okay, if you don't follow your own <laughs> rules, then we're in a mad world. Rashad, you won! Why are you arguing? 
It's the principal. <laughs> was it Katie? It was Katie. Mean Girls, I get a point. Yay, Lacey! <laughs> this is bullshit. Congratulations, Can you tell I Diva. only watch horror movies when I went to Hollywood, and, <laughs> Hollywood yeah. video. Rashawn, you won by a fucking landslide. So oh, con- congrats. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, but nobody's happy about it. I want, I want it to be clear that when Rashawn makes games like this, he tries to include, like, an action movie and then, like, an animated movie. Yeah, but, then... like, that's the thing is with action movies, uh, they don't have fucking makeovers. <laughs> that's not true. That's, that's not, not true. true. I got Miss Congeniality in there. Like, don't you love uh, that one? Like spy movies. Shit. Shit. Okay, well, if you can find me a spy movie with a little makeover. Mission Impossible. No. They almost always have a makeover. When? <laughs> Because he's putting on gadgets doesn't make it a makeover. No, it's not like <laughs> it's not like he's beating his face in. It's like he's getting made over to assimilate into some sort of Kingsman. S- Kingsman. I did see Kingsman, but I didn't. I've never seen it. So, um, congrats, Rashaudi. You um, you win. <laughs> Rashaudi doesn't even challenge. like winning Maxi anymore challenge? because we've ruined it. I know. <laughs> he just needs to chill. He needs to chill. I can't win. I don't think I've lost that much. Oh, I have. <laughs> oh, I don't lose, but I don't. I don't feel Wrapping bad. things up, um, it seems to come to the conclusion that this is a solid feel-good movie with three amazing, four amazing performances. We gotta add in Stockard in there. It is definitely. Um, <laughs> I think what I said before was gay. <laughs> what did you say before? I was just, I should have left it at that. It seems to come to the conclusion <laughs> that. <laughs> um, I thought I would get like a nice little. A little something there, a little razzle dazzle, but it didn't come. Um, You're hoping for like a like a touch of the touch of God to come down and give you. Inspiration. And we're happy. We're happy for the growing number of queer culture that we can. It does seem to come to that conclusion. Yes, we we came to conclude we, that this. we got to that conclusion <laughs> as a podcast. A little roundabout way of saying. It's a good movie. It's a it's a good movie. So four. I, yeah, four for four. So Leslie Listener's and choice. Walter, I hope we did. I hope we did right by you. Thanks, guys, for that help. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we normally end an episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation, but next week we are gonna do another movie draft. Yeah, let's right some wrongs, y'all. Yeah. Uh, Let's let's see how this one goes for good old Melabel. <laughs> so who can find the fastest connection between John Leguizamo and the star of the film for our next episode, Octavia Spencer? I got it. Go for what? it. What? Octavia Spencer is in... The Help with Viola Davis, who was in. Was she in Justice League? 
Uh oh. Is she only in Suicide Squad? And Black Adam. And Black Adam. I got it. Go. So, uh, Octavia Spencer was in The Help of Viola Davis, who was in. Ben uh, Affleck is in. That's what I thought. Oh, that's right. That's what I thought. Okay. That's why I was tripping myself out. Thank you, everybody. One more time. <laughs> Octavia Spencer was in The Help with Viola Davis, who was in Suicide Squad with Ben Affleck, who was in Goodwill Hunting with Matt Damon, who was in The Departed. With Leonardo DiCaprio, who was in. Wait. In a circle. Never mind. Rashawn, what you got? You're because you were going to Shape of Water, yes. I think so. Yeah. John Leguizamo is in. No. Uh. Go. With in um, I was going to Romeo and Juliet. The Departed with Leonardo DiCaprio. Hmm. Who's in Romeo and Juliet with John Leguizamo? That's like six, though. Can you do it faster? John is in Romeo and Juliet with Leo, who's in Revolutionary Road with Michael Shannon, who's in Shape of Water with Octavia Spencer. Damn. I have it faster. <laughs> Damn. Go. John Leguizamo was in Romeo and Juliet with Leo DiCaprio, who was in What's Eating Gilbert Grape with Juliet Lewis, who was in Ma with Octavia Spencer. Oh, my God. That's the same. That's the same, oh, it was the but same, it sorry. uses ma, so it's kind of faster. <laughs> so yeah, it's a fast <laughs> track. Mine uses Shape of Water, which Lacey would. It is my favorite. Let's switch. I'll take ma. Okay. <laughs> Congrats, you two. <laughs> we win. You guys mad at me or something? <laughs> that is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and rated us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion like this one for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, email us at WinCinephilesAttack at gmail.com. From Mella, Josh, Lacey, and Rashawn. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.